The Catholics of Oz is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to episode 76 of The Catholics of Oz. The Catholics of Oz is a show where we discuss faith, culture, and what's been happening from an Aussie perspective. Whether it's synods or science, apostolate synapse, providence or productivity, you can hear it right now on The Catholics of Oz. Hello, I'm Lindsay Sands and welcome to episode 76 of The Catholics of Oz. And uh, I could almost say Happy Easter because by the time this episode comes out, it's basically Easter for all of us. So, Caroline, uh, very futuristic. Happy Easter. And how are you today? Happy Easter. Very well, thank you. It is sunny, so sunny equals happy. <laughs> Excellent. Good. And if this sunniness transfers to Easter next weekend, I'd be very happy with yes, that too. Yes, let's yeah. hope it does. That'd be the win. All right. And also with us is Lino Sabal. Lino, how are you going today? Good morning. Yeah, it's morning for us. Sorry. Morning for us? Yes, yep. good morning. Oh, sorry. Go, go, how, how is everyone doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Yes. We are. Um, yes, Easter. Wow, it's come... I keep on saying it. What happened to this month? <laughs> What's happened to this month? It's just gone. <laughs> yeah, there goes Lens. Look at it, just like that. It was, wow. It's coming wow. so quickly. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because tomorrow for us is Palm Sunday. That's yes, at the time of recording, Palm Sunday tomorrow, yeah. So we're mm-hmm. about to, to kick off Holy Week, which is, yeah, it's all happening, yep. And the last week of Lent. But by the time people listen to this, they'll be... Doing whatever they do at Easter. They'll be gorging on chocolates once chocolate again. Chocolate eggs. Right. That's right. That's Lamb right. Lamb barbecue. Mm. Mm. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. No. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. sorry I'm it's yes. almost second breakfast and I'm yeah. getting hungry. Oh, sorry, it's <laughs> almost 11 Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Third right. or That's a great yeah, one there. Yep, yeah. definitely. Second breakfast. I go by the <laughs> Hobbit that. diet. I like definitely, it. Definitely, definitely. The Hobbit diet is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's not healthy, but it does make you happy. If you eat healthy things at the the intervals, I think mm. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like what, so you have nuts? bacon and eggs, and then between that and eleven seas, you have a great. You have you're some all good. taters. You're all taters. Yeah, taters. Yeah, taters. <laughs> no, anyway, nice. <laughs> <laughs> we could quote Lord of the Rings forever, couldn't we? We could. Yes. I right, think first was I was what Shakespeare. Now it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's oh, right. so yeah. awesome. So awesome. And, and I'd like to confirm for everyone. That the Lord of the Rings is not a love story. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, except for the end of the, uh, yeah, the Hobbit, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Lord of the Rings fans. Yeah. All right. Uh, so just write it and tell us what it is. We can we'll go with that. So uh, before we begin the show today, um, if you're new to listening to the Catholics of Oz and you're wondering what we're all about, welcome, first of all. We talk about other things apart from Lord of the Rings and, and um, Shakespeare. Um, but welcome and uh, we hope you stay and listen to us, uh, to us and, um, and stay with us. And you can do that by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast player. Don't forget also to give us a five-star rating because the algorithms then look at that and say, hey, this show is worth listening to. And it helps us to reach new people and building community with this show and uh, and accompanying people in their day-to-day life is what we're all about. SQPN also hosts all of the shows of, of its network on YouTube, including the Catholics of Oz. Just search for SQPN on YouTube and hit the subscribe button and hit the bell to get notifications when new episodes are uh, released. I just mixed up my words there. Definitely when they're released. (laughs) So uh, let's move on then and start by talking about Faith Beyond Borders. Well, I'm actually feeling rather good about this. I think we've all arrived at a very special place, eh? Spiritually, ecumenically... 
How do you make somebody love you without affecting free will? <laughs> Welcome to my world, son. You come up with an answer to that one, you let me know. Yes, I had to work very hard to pass Latin and theology. Oh, quite. Those are, of course, the most important things. Oh, yeah. I'd sit this one out, Cap. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. So, Lino and Caroline, let me, let me set the scene here. So, everyone who's listening... Uh, including ourselves, if we're listening. Hey, our future selves, by the way. <laughs> Happy Easter. Right, so, <laughs> so strange, isn't yeah. it? Wow. So meta. Yeah, look at that. Wow. Yep. So, anyway, uh, for everyone who's listening, yes, you. it's Easter. So, happy Easter. But uh, I guess the important thing is, uh, I feel like one of the things that happens is we repeat every year, Easter, Christmas, feast days, um, important solemnities, things like that. And I think one of the important reasons we at least for me in my life experience anyway, is that we repeat them because there's always something new to gain from them. There's always something new to learn. And one of the things that I've found, at least in my own faith journey, is that uh, I find it really satisfying that my understanding of meaning through what it is that God is teaching us, what, what God has shown us through Christ, uh, it becomes more and more relevant to my life and more and more meaningful in my relationships, in my understanding of what it is that God is calling for me in my own life um, through this repetition of the of these important events. And of course, I'm talking about Holy Week. We repeat Holy Week every year. And we start with Palm Sunday, which goes through the you know Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. We read one of the passion narratives for the gospel of the year. We go through the week. We do uh, Holy Thursday, the washing of the feet, the altar of repose, Good Friday, you know, where we, we focus on the passion. And then obviously um, Easter Saturday, Easter Sunday, where we where it's um, kicks off the Easter season, and we are people. We remember that we're people of the resurrection, we're people of hope, and so on. That Christ has died for us, and, and all those um, and all the meaning that comes from that. So with that long spiel, what I'm getting at here is that I think it's really important that uh, in Holy Week and whatever whatever particular solemnity or or feast day that it is we're celebrating in the church is that we is that we attach ourselves to it and take some new meanings from it. Well, listen, maybe it might be something that our priest says in a homily. It might be a conversation you have with someone at Mass in that time. It might be your own personal reading of the relevant scriptures or a prayer book that you're reading or a devotional, whatever it might be. There are all of these um, additional meanings that build our understanding and our relationship with God over time. So for this one, I wanted to focus actually on Good Friday and talk about the um, the importance of understanding what's going on in John's gospel, uh, especially in John's passion. And I'm going to focus just on a section of John's passion from uh, chapter 18 onwards up until um, the, the death of Christ. And what I want to get at is uh, this importance of the church's teaching that we are children of God. And so... Uh, I'm going to be, and I hope I do this justice, I'm going to be using um, the, the research and, uh, the, uh, and what's been produced by scripture scholar, um, Professor Mary Colo, who's an Australian scripture scholar, and her expertise is in the Gospel of John. Um, she's a professor of scripture. She, um, she's produced um, uh, two books on the Gospel of John, which came out last year, two commentaries. I think it was last year. 
And she's also been invited to write uh, and contribute to scholarly books and, and translations of scripture as well. So she she loves scripture and she's very passionate about John. And I'll actually share a video that she produced on this particular section that I'm that I'm working with today. So if anyone wants to see how she shares it and the things that she says before and after, because there's actually there's about I think there's about ten different videos all on John's, John's gospel that she does. Um, but for this for this uh, particular thing, I want to focus on this: how she's read John's passion to talk about our understanding that we are children of God. And what it actually means that we're children of God as well, because this is such an important thing and a, it's a very edifying thing for our faith journey as well. So, Lino and Caroline, are you ready for this? Always. Always. Okay. Yes, right. yes. Hold on to something because uh, I'm about to attempt, I'm going to attempt to rock your world. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can't guarantee that I will, but I'm going, I'm going to attempt it, all right? So, uh, let's have a look, right? So, um, first of all, uh, I'm going to start at John chapter 18, verse 1, and, uh, and, then also, and then jump straight to John chapter 19, verse 41. The context of Jesus being arrested and then being crucified and buried all takes place, John says, in the garden. He says the garden. So it says here in chapter 18, when John had spoken these words, sorry, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. So this is where he's now going to pray and then be arrested. All right, we know the story. Now we jump to John 19, 40, 41. Now there was a garden in the place where Jesus was crucified and in the garden, a new tomb. So why does John say a garden and he doesn't say the Mount of Olives, the Garden, you know, the Garden of Gethsemane. We, you know, we we hear these different in different Gospels. They have different names for where he prayed. Now it's all the same place, but uh, and but there's a reason why he simply says the Garden and doesn't say anything else. Can can you can either of you think of any famous gardens in Scripture? Mm, that's good. That's a good uh, point. Go back to the Old Testament. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you some clues. Well, well Garden um, of Eden. The Garden? The, the yeah. Garden. Yeah, yeah, the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, um, I don't think there's any the reader, the gardens. Yeah. Yeah. Not Wilson Botanical Garden or anything like that. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. nice here, though. Yeah. yeah it's, nice it is a nice place. Yeah. I like what they're doing there. But yeah. But we digress. Yeah. Uh, but but this this section of the Passion, it begins in a garden and it ends in a garden as well. And he 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 continually refers to the garden. And he's referring, and, and yeah, it makes that familiar uh, callback to the Garden of Eden. So this is the first little clue for us to think about when we understand this idea of, of being the children of God. The second point is this. When Jesus is, uh, it's mentioned that he's crucified, that he's placed on the cross, it says they crucified him and with two others, one on either side with Jesus in between them. So if he's in between them, I know this sounds like a really subtle, almost non, uh, like not important point, but it really is. When he places, uh, as the others have, other gospels have as well, but when John places Jesus in between the criminals, it's important to know that he's in the middle. All right. It's important to know that he's been placed in the middle because in the Garden of Eden, the tree of life is placed in the middle. And it mentions specifically in cha- uh, chapter 2, verse 9 of Genesis with the tree of life in the middle of the garden. So now John has set another clue uh, for this idea of how we become children of God. What is it that uh, John says Jesus was out to accomplish uh, here? 
The next clue is that there are other people in the garden or at the crucifixion with Jesus. So I'll just read this to you. We have, it says here, Jesus' mother, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. It says the following. When, uh, so, uh, yeah, so those are the people that were there. Uh, the point I was going to make here is that then John singles two of them out. So we know that there is Jesus' mother, the wife of, Mary, the wife of Clopas, Mary Magdalene. We also know that John, uh, one of the, the disciples, is there as well. And then the scripture goes on to say this. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, and I'll pause there. So Mary and John have been singled out in this, in this point. So don't worry about everyone else. Focus on these two now. So Jesus, Mary, and John. And notice at this point, there's no names. It's just the mother and the disciple. And this is going to be important too, the, the use of these terms. Uh, so when he uh, saw them, so saw John standing beside her, or saw, um, I'll, I'll read it again, just to make it better. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciples who he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. So there's some important things going on in here as well, some important clues for us to pay attention to. So the, again, the naming of Mary. She's not called Mary in this scene. Jesus refers to her as woman, okay? And, and the scripture refers to her as mother. So at the wedding of Cana, John also describes Mary as Jesus' mother. He doesn't say Mary. And Jesus says to her, woman, as her title, you know, woman, my time hasn't come. And I'm paraphrasing that very badly. Um, now, that doesn't mean it's not Mary in these scenes, but the thing is Mary's been described in a very specific, very particular kind of way. Now, this fits into John's garden narrative, garden story, because uh, the title woman is a callback to Eve in Genesis. So when Adam, uh, when God uh, creates, you know, puts Adam into a sleep and then creates Eve, uh, you know, uh, what is it? What does Adam name her? He doesn't say, hey, I'm going to call you Eve. Good to meet you. Hey, God, my name's Adam. All right. Nothing like that. He says, uh, at last, the flesh of my flesh, uh, blood, blood of my blood, I think it is. Uh, sorry if I got that part wrong. And he says, um, she shall be called woman. Then after the fall, Eve is referred to as mother of the living or Eve, which is what it means. Okay. So the title woman and mother also calls back to what's going on in the garden um, uh, in, in uh, Genesis as well, in the garden of Eden. So with, these, uh, with all of this, at this point, John has set up the scene. So we have Jesus on the cross, in the middle, in a garden, and Mary and John at the cross. So what we've seen now is the, a retelling of the Genesis story of creation. And John's actually already done this, because if you go back to John chapter 1, do we remember how it starts? Mm. In the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Genesis, yeah? That's yeah. correct, yeah. All right. In the beginning was the word in this case, but he's, he's using Jesus. In the beginning was the word, the word made flesh. So John has set something up that he's now going to finish here or accomplish here at, at the crucifixion of Jesus. So we've got this massive Genesis account, this retelling. So if, um, if Genesis was about creation of the creation of everything, the crucifixion of Jesus for John is about the new creation of God, the recreation, the restoration of creation or the renewal of it. And this is an important thing to see. So the scene is now set. So let's review where we're up to. The passion of Jesus in John begins in a garden, 
and ends in the garden. The cross is in the middle of the garden, and there is a woman and man present at the cross. Um, using the terms there, Mary and the disciple. All right, so we've got our Adam and Eve set up here as well. So there's even more now. So I just read to you before, woman, behold your son, and you know, behold your mother. We saw that. Jesus has just gone and changed all the relationships right there and then through what he said. Now, only John's gospel does this, and there's, and there's an important reason. Again, because of John's new creation theology that he's, that, um, that he's sharing here. So Jesus firstly changes the relationship of John and Mary to mother and son. All right, behold your mother, behold your son, nice and easy, right? Um, but there's already a mother and son in that scene. Jesus and Mary. Mm. Is that all right so far? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah all right. You're following me. All right. So before uh, John and Mary are mother and son, Jesus and Mary are already a mother and son. So now if John and Jesus both look at Mary as mother, what have they become? Yeah, family. Yeah. Family. Brothers. Family. Brothers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. They're, they're brothers. So the relationship between Jesus and his disciple has also been fundamentally changed as well not just the relationship between John and Mary. So if John, who represents the disciples in that scene, is now a brother of Jesus, and I can prove to you later on that he represents everyone, all the, all the disciples, not just himself, okay? But if he, uh, if he represents uh, the disciples as a brother of Jesus, he's also a child of Jesus' father. All right, so now, so think about this. He's now become, in effect, a child of God. And this is the new creation that we're looking at here. What has been renewed in the garden? What is the new garden? Is that all of humanity have now become the children of God. And now we can say, all right, but God created everyone. All right, we know that God is the origin and creator. We're already children of God. I'm talking about something uh, fundamentally uh, different, something much deeper than uh, than just the understanding that we're made in God's image. And I'll get to that a little bit later on. So. Where did John promise that all this would happen, that we would become children of God? Is this just a, a lovely addition here at the, and that's just been added in somewhere at the, um, you know, at the crucifixion? Or has John mentioned this before? Well, he has. If we go back to the prologue, John chapter 1, verse 12. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. So John is fulfilling at the cross what he promised and set up at the beginning of the gospel. So it's not just the disciples uh, of, of Jesus um, anymore, but it's also God's children or Jesus's brothers and sisters. Um, and so this, uh, this children of God is people who follow Jesus um, and are marked with the grace of God in a very, very special kind of way. So when that happens, when Jesus does all this um, and before he dies, he's accomplished what he set out to do which is to bring humanity into God's family and for humanity to experience God the Father as Jesus experiences God the Father as well. And he says, it is finished. In fact, it says, first of all, it says he knew that it was finished and to fulfill scripture, he did you know, the following things, like he says, I'm thirsty and so on. And then he says, it is finished. Um, and in the garden is where he says it. He accomplishes everything. And then what follows is the Sabbath, according to John's gospel. Now let's go back to Genesis. God in the garden, um, he finishes the work that he's done. It says God finished the work that he had done. And then we move to the seventh day. 
the Sabbath. His work is complete. So see the parallel that's going on here where uh, Jesus' work is complete. He's brought, he's brought in a new creation where we're all children of God. And now his work is finished. We move to the Sabbath. And in fact, the Sabbath brings about an even greater event, which is the resurrection. All right. So we, we can look at that later. Uh, but um, just as God created his work in the garden in, uh, in, you know, in Genesis, Jesus has, created, uh, has finished his work in the garden as well. So John sets up this beautiful parallel for us to take meaning about what does the crucifixion fundamentally mean for us as followers of Jesus. Not just that Jesus died for our sins, such an important point, by the way, that Jesus died to redeem us from it for our sins, but an even more fundamental point was to bring us in a very grace-filled way into the family of God. Now, if anyone thinks I'm going crazy with this point, I'll bring up some church teaching as well outside of John's gospel at the very end to cap this off. Let's jump ahead to see some more proof of this in John chapter 20, verse 17. So. Uh, Mary Magdalene and others go to the tomb and they find the, the, the stone has been rolled away and the body is gone and they're wondering what's going on and they think the body's been moved. They run, to, they run back to the disciples and Peter and, and I think John or another disciple have a bit of a running race and, and one of them gets there first uh, you know, and they start to believe you know, the resurrection and so on and they leave. But Mary Magdalene, and I love this scene. I, all right, I love this scene so much. All right? Mary Magdalene, stays at the tomb, and she's weeping, all right? She's crying. What's happened? What's going on? So two angels in white appear to her, and I'm just going to read the scripture to you from this point. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? For whom are you looking? Supposing him to be the gardener, which I love, by the way, she thinks he's the gardener. All right. uh, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Teacher. All right, in Hebrew, she says, Teacher. Oh my gosh, she just recognized who he is. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me, or it, you could translate it as, don't touch me. Okay, so he's like, you know, she's about to, all right, so don't hold on to me, don't touch me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but listen to what he tells her to do now. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that she uh, that she had said these that he had said these things to her. So let's look at this last little bit here. So verse seventeen. But go to my brothers. So there we are. Remember that whole setting up of the of, as the brothers mm-hmm. and sisters of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's saying it. He doesn't say disciples. He doesn't say go to my disciples. He says go to my brothers. The relationship between God and humanity has fundamentally changed. This is so important for us in our faith journey to understand. Right here, I'm ascending to my father and your father. See that as well. All right. So confirmation of what's happened at the cross in, in what Mary Collower said in her, in her interpretation of John as well. And what I love here is that she goes, because what do brothers and sisters of Christ, what do children of God do? They witness what they've seen. They witness what they believe. She goes to the disciples and she says, I have seen the Lord. 
and she told them that he had said these things to her. So what's happened here in John's gospel, in, in the Passion, is that all disciples have now become children of God. The disciples are drawn into Jesus' own relationship with the Father. That's the special grace that we receive through understanding the death of Jesus and his resurrection as well. So to cap this off, what does church teaching have to say about this? Because, uh, you know, she's a scripture scholar. She's done some interpretation, but I could interpret this scripture in many different ways as well. Um, And I'm sure there are other valid interpretations of it too. In the Catechism, it says the following in paragraph 654. It says, the Paschal mystery, and Paschal meaning life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, you know, it's the Easter mystery, basically. It has two aspects. By his death, Christ liberates us from sin. By his resurrection, he opens for us the way to a new life. Something new happened in the garden, a new creation. All right, so one is uh, he liberates us from sin, from what happened in the first garden. We're liberated from that. and the, the, the work, the new work in the new garden, it has opened up a way for us to new life. That is life with, with God the Father through Jesus. This new life is above all justification that reinstates in us God's grace. So that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. See all this reference to newness? Again, new garden, new this, new that, new life. What's it all about? And so justification is, is how we're saved. How does God save us? Uh, and being reinstated uh, in us is God's grace. So uh, as children of God, we are given God's grace. Justification consists in both victory over death caused by sin and a new participation in grace. And here's an important line. It brings about filial adoption so that men become Christ's brethren. So filial means family, right? A family relationship. So Christ's death in church teaching is the filial adoption or the creation of a, a, of a human family with God. And it says here that men become Christ's brethren. You can also say women become Christ's sisters, right? So it, um, the church uses that language, but the, the language you know, is obviously referring to all of humanity. So we become Christ's brethren as John's gospel had said, as Jesus himself called his disciples after his resurrection, go and tell my brethren. We are brethren not by nature, but by the gift of grace, because that adoptive filiation gains us a real share in the life of the only son, which was fully revealed in his resurrection. So I'd say church teaching affirms a lot of what was in uh, Mary Colo's um, interpretation of John's gospel. And I've always found that a really powerful interpretation. I actually first heard it, not to show off, but the first time I heard it was when she, um, she, uh, she uh, was our lecturer when I did a study tour of, um, of Israel, uh, of the Holy Land, and she was, our, she was our, our lecturer for that. So she proposed that the first time there. Uh, I'd heard it again when she was my lecturer last year, uh, looking at, um, at John's Gospel. And then uh, I've watched her video several times because I feel like it's just such a beautiful, um, a beautiful understanding a beautiful theology of, of John's gospel as well. So uh, there it is. We are, we're a new creation. We're children of God. This is, the, this is the, um, the important thing that Jesus does in John's gospel uh, for, for all of us. And that doesn't negate what happens in the other gospels because all of the gospels are providing a clue, a sign, a theology or something. For example, Mark's gospel, uh, when Jesus dies, the climax is, uh, is the centurion who says, truly, this was the son of God. 
So the powerful witness. So there's all kinds of affirmations of Jesus, who Jesus is, and what Jesus did in the in the different gospels. There's important things. Uh, so one last thing, just to cap this off, in the prologue of John's gospel, it says uh, that Jesus came to his own. All right. So he so he came to his people, came to his own. So the, the, his people that he loved. When uh, John, uh, when John is told by Jesus, behold your mother, it says he took, uh, he took Mary or he took the, uh, her into his own home. That same phrase, his own, is used there again. So we've got that climax of the Gospel of John there in that point where, um, where this human family or this family of God is created as well. So uh, I hope that made sense. But uh, do, do you guys have any, any reflections on that? Caroline, any, any thoughts, reflections on that, that um, understanding of John's passion? Yeah, I mean it's beautiful. Um it's amazing, you know, when we're just listening to the gospel, it's like a story. First they did this and then they did this. Yes. <laughs> and if you leave it at that, okay, you get something out of it. But there is so much more um when you really read it and like you've done cross reference with the old testament and you know mm. and like John did as well and um you know, you just get so much more of it, out of it. There's so much uh, meaning. Um, yeah, it's just a lot to think about and to, it's just so much beauty in it as well, you know, to just to think that we are family with, with Jesus and, you know, God is our father. I mean, we we are taught that, but when you think about it in the context that you have put it, it's um, much more beautiful. It's, it's just amazing. So, um, yeah a lot to really reflect on there <laughs> yeah it, it does um it does deepen and this is this is the thing for me is uh, uh i'm really passionate about reminding people that our faith is a, a relationship with mm. god and i think that doesn't mean much unless we can add some some meat to the bones of that mm. relationship understand what it how it works and how yeah. god is related yeah so yeah. i think that's a yeah. an important point caroline yeah lena any any reflections yes um it's not strange, but um, when we listen to the Gospels of different disciples, of course, we've got the four. That's correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And um, There's other ones, but they're not valid. So that's oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's okay. history. You can, yeah. <laughs> Depends uh, when they're written. Yeah, it's yes. another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's, it's amazing when we um, hear it and, when we, of course, when we read it and like you said, it's so each each apostle has their different view or different interpretation. Is that is that correct, Lindsay? Yeah. Of what's been happening with Jesus? Yeah. And what's his journey with with them and the journey with Jesus? Yeah. Uh, the church teaching talks about and and Christian and Catholic scholarship says that the the writers of scripture, whether whatever scripture it might be, if any scripture passage, their writing is done with their own gifts and their own faculties, you know, so they're, they're all going to provide an interpretation of what the G I'm going to say the Jesus events, you know, so that sounds a bit disconnected, but what it meant to them, what their, what their encounter either with Christ or with the witnesses of Christ means to them for the community that they're in. And that, oh, okay. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, there are differences in details in the gospel differences in emphasis, but that doesn't negate anything it just builds a bigger picture. I mean, can you imagine if we had one gospel, how much we'd be missing out on, the, yeah. you know, the story? And they would I, have had different experiences. Um, they would have seen different things. They would have different stories to write down. And 
and it's from their perspective as well, which is is good for us, yeah, because we have more information then, don't we? Yeah, uh, th- there's a reason why Mark's gospel, Jesus constantly tells people, don't tell anyone what you just yeah. saw, you know, they're, they're different <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. the, I mean, because the irony is, would you tell? You know, because there are, uh, uh, you know, in, in Mark's community in Rome, Christians are being arrested mm. for their faith and they're being asked mm. to, to dob in other Christians. Mm. Wow. You know, what would you say? <laughs> you know, uh, Mark's gospel finishes. Um, uh, now, traditionally, it, uh, in a scholarship sense, it finishes with um, the women at the tomb and they run away and tell no one. And then there's some bits that have been added over time. Now, that's not making the scholars know this and the church knows this too. You know, that they finish the story because it ends abruptly. So some say a piece of the manuscript was missing or some will say, no, John, uh, sorry, Mark ends it there deliberately. But the, when they run away and tell no one, the question for us is, after the witness of the Gentile, uh, what is it, centurion, who says, truly this was the son of God, what would you say? Yeah. yeah. So there's important. So it depends who they're writing for as well. There's such an important. Yes. Um, and like True. I said, I'm True. glad we don't have one gospel. I'm glad we have four mm. because it, yes. they don't cancel each other out. They add yeah. layers of meaning uh, to the exactly. to the picture of who Jesus is and what he was all about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, you know, um, would they be the, the apostles? Would they be writing a journal? Would they Would they be doing that, Lindsay? Doing the uh, time? Uh, so again, it just depends. And so we know that they wrote on scrolls, and scrolls are quite mm. expensive. And in fact, Luke's Luke's gospel starts with a prologue. That's uh, and mm-hmm. it's chapter one is addressed to someone called Theophilus. Yes, you know. And who did they say uh, was interviewing? They think that one of them was interviewing um, and getting information like that. So uh, which is uh, the Mark, one that? Yeah, so Mark he's the one was, that uh, was with Peter. That's right. And, so could have been relaying um, his experiences, yeah. And like, how do we know what happened at the Annunciation? Because you know, one of them sat down with Mary and asked her all about it. I can't remember which. It's entirely that possible, is, but, though. She she was yeah. part of the Christian community even after Jesus. So, that's right. I mean, yeah. Yep. So that's how we know intimate details like that. You know. So, yeah. Um, that that's all. Yeah, entirely mm, possible. They yeah. all had different methods and different um, like views and interpretations and all of that. So yeah. 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 Um, so can I just add a footnote to this as well? Because there's another part of Jesus' passion that, uh, that I am in love with, a subtle detail that, um, that I think caps this all off, right? I think it's a good, a good way to, to tie it all up. So going back to the Jesus in the garden, and he's about to be arrested. All right. So let's go to 18, chapter 18, verse 2 onwards. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, weapons. So what we need to understand is this is a very powerful group of people. You know, they're armed. They've, you know, they've got lights. They can see what's going on. They've come in, into the garden, the garden, right? In control. This is the important thing. Jesus, from verse 4, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it that you want? They replied, Jesus of Nazareth. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. No other gospel does this. Mm. Isn't it? It's such an yeah. easy detail to miss, isn't it? Yeah. He says, I am he, yeah. and they fall down to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> the the yeah. powerful people that came to arrest him have like, whoa, fall down flattened. to the ground. What's going yeah. on? And notice this. It's Jesus who, who is in control because he's the one who then continues what happened next. He says, 
Again he asked them, Who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, uh, Jesus answered um, I told you that I am here. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he, he had spoken would be filled. I have not lost one that you gave me. And then the narrative continues. Jesus says, I am he. This is the divine name. Right? Mo- remember Moses with the burning bush. Mm-hmm. Who should I, I tell them? Yeah. yeah. Who should yeah. I tell them that you are? Yeah. And God says, I am who I mm-hmm. am. Mm-hmm. The divine name, I am. I Jesus, am. at several times in John's gospel, says simply, I am. Mm-hmm. Because he's God. Mm-hmm. So who has been in control in the garden and restoring new creation? Who has had it under control the whole time so that we can become children of God? Yeah. God, Jesus himself, yeah. I, the, the, the great I am. It's not a coincidence. It's not, you know, John isn't saying this happened by accident. Oh, lucky it happened <laughs> yeah. that way. Yeah. Oh, we're so fortunate. No, is it God, God had this under control the whole time. So the, the, uh, the, pe- the powerful people that came to arrest him, powerful people in John's time and Mark's time and Luke and so on, who have tried to destroy the Christian community again and again and again through persecutions and whatever, God God ultimately is the one who's in control of, of all of it. Not to say that God makes it all happen, but regardless of what people try to do to wreck God's, God's plan, to rip apart God's family, you know, the brethren of Jesus, the children of God, God is the one who's got it, got it at the end of the day. That's his full stop right there. There you go. Mic drop. Boom. Done. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, Lindsay. All right. So um, uh, if you're listening today, we'd love to know your reflections on, on John's gospel, your reflections on Holy Week. So again, Easter, is, Easter has happened. You'll be listening to this around Easter time or a little bit after Easter. What did Easter mean to you this year? What did listening to John's gospel or any gospel or any experience that you had in Easter, what did it mean to you? We would love to listen and share as well. So with that in mind, let's move on, Caroline, and we're going to throw it to you because we're going to talk about science. Ah, what a fine day for science. Do you have any hobbies? I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Can you reverse the polarity? I'll do my best. So, Caroline, Lino and I had a science segment recently where I thought we did okay, talking about the James, the James Webb Space Telescope, which we love. It's a, it's a project that we're all in love with and we're excited to see what it, what it will um, be doing for us and contributing yes. to science. It will be. Especially the beautiful images it's going to return. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, so it cool. has already so returned cool. some. Yeah. So, yes. we're going to throw it to you, Caroline, to give us an update and to also answer some questions that Lino and I had about, uh, <laughs> about some of the things that we um, uh, to do with the James, uh, James Webb Space Telescope. So, yeah. Caroline, over to you. All right. So, yeah, I thought I'd do a James Webb Telescope update, but I will provide a little bit of background as well, just to refresh everybody's mind what the James Webb Space Telescope is all about. We remember it was launched on the 25th of December 2021 on a European Space Agency Ariane rocket from French Guinea. It reached a position called L2 or the Lagrange Point 2, where the gravity of the Sun and the Earth cancel each other out. And so, you know, it's not pulled one way or another. And, you know, as we know, Hubble orbits the Earth, but this one's been sent out into space. So we're getting views from space. So on January, that's reached that point on January 24th, 2022. So it's still freshly there. The idea is that it is made up of a 6.5 metre diameter gold beryllium primary mirror, 
which is made up of 18 separate hexagonal mirrors. And its light collecting area is about 6.25 larger than Hubble's 4 meter squared collecting area. Having said that, I still love Hubble, okay? Yes. <laughs> I oh, in love with yeah. Hubble. There's always love for the original, don't worry. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But this is just, I guess, a little improvement. A lot of an improvement, actually. <laughs> so um, the James Webb Space Telescope mirror um, faces out into space and it itself is protected by a sun shield to protect it from the heat Um, from the sun and light reflected from the earth and the moon. And also um, it needs to get down to a very cold negative to 243 degrees Celsius. And that's to get the best imaging. I know people who have telescopes um, often, well, I do as well. When you first start to look at your images in the telescope, you take it outside, you let it cool down. Because you want everything to be nice and still. You want to get some nice crisp images. Mm. So um, the colder, the better. Um, so, yes, um, that's that's why we've got the heat shield on there. So everything works beautifully. And to protect from damage as well. So um, it's been designed for near-infrared astronomy. But we'll also be able to see orange and red visible light. And then in the mid-infrared region, um, it'll be able to detect objects a hundred times fainter than Hubble and so I guess earlier in time as well which is Mm. crazy amazing. Um, Now the reason for the infrared imaging is that um, the very old and distant objects will emit in the infrared and so their light can only really be observed by infrared astronomy. Um, Also um, cold objects and planets tend to emit light mostly um, most strongly in the infrared. Um, I think you wanted to know what redshift is. Yes, yes, please. Okay, <laughs> so redshift. Okay, so I'm going to read from the ESA um, European European Space Agency website. It's got a good little um, explanation here. It says that um, light behaves like a wave. So light from a luminous object undergoes a Doppler-like shift. So Doppler effect of hearing is like when you hear, say, like a, a an ambulance and it drives past you and you hear it first and then you kind of, the sound kind of drains away, okay? So um, the light behaves like a wave. So from a luminous object... Um, So light from a luminous object undergoes a Doppler-like shift if the source is moving relative to us. Ever since 1929, when Edwin Hubble discovered that the universe is expanding, we have known that most other galaxies are moving away from us. Light from these galaxies is shifted longer, and this means redder wavelengths. In other words, it is red-shifted. So yeah, kind of the last wavelengths you see are the red wavelengths. Um, so that's that. Um, so they've got a cute little analogy here. Um, so a convenient analogy for the expansion of the universe is a loaf of unbaked raisin bread. The raisins are at rest relative um, to one another in the dough before it's placed in the oven. As the bread rises, it also expands, making space between the raisins ex- um, oh, wow. inc- increase. Yes. Wow. So. There's a little bit about redshift for you. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that again and again. <laughs> That's good. No, thank you. 
So um, the James Webb Telescope is also going to be able to, as well as very distant objects, is going to be able to observe nearby images as well, including planets and satellites, comets, and objects in our favourite Kuiper belt. Yay! Um, <laughs> it'll also be able to observe unplanned targets in a short amount of time, so like a supernova or a gamma oh, ray wow. burst. So if they if they want to go, oh, there's this happening, quick, point yeah. the telescope, they'll be able to do it. Oh, so, cool. so that will be really supernova. handy. Supernova. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, well, so many I think you need several telescopes, to be uh, honest. I mean, this, yeah. one, this one was quite expensive, so maybe they won't do it again in a hurry. But <laughs> if you, the more, the, better, the merrier. Um, so a little update. The Webb Space Telescope uh, currently is undergoing a six-month commissioning period. So the MIRI, or the Mid-Infrared Instrument, is continuing to cool down. Uh, currently, engineers have successfully aligned all but one of the instruments. So they first made course alignment corrections and then usually they would move into the finer mirror corrections. However, the early course corrections were done so well that no addition adjust additional adjustments will need to be made until the MIRI has fully cooled down. And this will be the final and seventh stage of the alignment. And I've got a little thing here from the NASA blogs. Um, so throughout the majority of the alignment, process, Webb's 18 hexagonal mirrors and secondary mirror were focused into alignment to the near-infrared camera or near-cam instrument only. Upon completing this most recent step, the observatory is now aligned to the fine guidance sensor, the near-infrared slitless spectrograph and the near-infrared spectrometer as well as near-cam. Once MIRI fully cools down to its cryogenic operating temperature in the weeks ahead, a second multi-instrument alignment will occur to make final adjustments uh, to the instruments and mirrors if needed. When the telescope is fully aligned and able to deliver focused light to each instrument, a key decision meeting will occur to confirm the end of the aligning of the James Webb's telescope. The team will then transition from alignment efforts to commissioning each instrument for scientific operations, and that is expected to begin this summer, which is uh, Ameri North American summer, because down here we are finishing our summer. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, we're, uh, we're just finishing our autumn now. Yep, yep. Yeah, and um, they recent like they did take a, a first image, um, a nice crisp image of a star mm -hmm. recently and it was quite a nice image and they put a kind of a red filter on it and behind the star you can see many, many galaxies, which is so good. amazing. Oh, and wow. I read in an article that they accidentally took a picture <laughs> of two black holes as well. Wow. So they captured all that in this image, which is amazing. So, so already it's just started and it's already blowing everybody's socks off. So it's, yes. it's pretty amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. So you guys also wanted to know who is James Webb. Yes, okay. that's right. Yep. So James Webb was the NASA administrator appointed um, b between 1961 and 1968, and he was responsible for um, overseeing the NASA Apollo program. Mm -hmm. So he kind of got 
the position and Kennedy's like, hey, I want to go to the moon and now he's got to make it happen. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yes, and then they do okay. it and then Kennedy goes, how much? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this expensive. And he's like, oh, we, we kind of have to just go ahead now because much? I've announced it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so – uh, it says here, NASA Administrator Sean O'Keefe announced the name of the telescope, saying it's fitting that Hubble's successor be named in honour of James Webb. Thanks to his efforts, we got our first glimpse glimpses at the dramatic landscape of outer space. Wow. He okay. took our nation on its first voyages of exploration, yeah. turning our imagination into reality. So, yeah, yeah he he's well deserving of, you know, to be named after this telescope. Yeah, so I there like you that, go. Um, NASA history is carried forward or space exploration history is carried forward in the naming of things. And then, yeah, yeah like Lino and I had no idea who James Webb was, but, yeah. you know, um, and we were asking that question, Lino, when we did the science segment on this yeah. a, few, a little while back. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's good to know. Thanks for that one, Caroline. Thank you yeah. very much, Caroline. So Thank exciting. You. I can't wait to see more images now, and I'm sure it'd be what, it won't be too far off now. So, yeah. yeah I'm sure in, 12 uh, months from now we'll be, yeah. we'll be just uh, excited by all the different images. Oh, my that goodness. Have, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 You can quote me back that in 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned because we'll yeah. most likely in a few months' time be starting to report on what um, we're, we're seeing in the telescope, from the telescope. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Brilliant. All right. Uh, did you have any other? I think that was it, wasn't it, Caroline? Science-wise? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Sounds good. All right. Lino and I took notes and we know there's a test on it later. Lino, you ready to go? <laughs> uh, sort of. Sort of. I, I, look, I, I just love the idea. And this James Webb telescope, Caroline, is absolutely stunning. It's an awesome thing. It's amazing. It's like a little tiny little thing in the universe, of course. It's tiny, but it's so powerful. And it just shows how technology has evolved, eh? You look at our phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know, well, not this one particularly. This is big ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The technology has gotten it make it smaller yeah. and it's more powerful. Yes. And, and this James Webb telescope. Oh yeah, I, I can't wait either. That's it. And and I know it took a very long time for this telescope to be made, and it went insanely over budget. Mm. However, the result, because they planned so well. They didn't have to do so many corrections mm-hmm. and they didn't have to like, I, I heard, uh, I was watching a YouTube video and um, they were saying, you know, just if something goes wrong, we'll just kind of rattle it in space. Or they have <laughs> the ability to like yeah. spin the telescope around yeah. if something's like, so it's not like Hubble where they can send up a couple of astronauts up to yeah. go and repair it. They had yes. to really plan to yeah. make sure that, this thing is going to work. And I know that, you know, the unfurling of the the mirrors was, you know, such a nervous time, but it really performed really well. They really that spent a long time. That was a mechanical feat, though, to do exactly. that, to unfold it and, and set up the sail and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for it to be working the way it is now, it's just a real testament to those amazingly intelligent people at NASA who surprise us mm. all the time with their accomplishments accomplishments and um yeah and yeah i just cannot wait to see more to be honest i just i just love the idea so i just thought of this but (laughs) you know how there's uh how there were those um pinball games on computers where you press spacebar to shake the machine yeah yeah, i just imagine a a nasa engineer when the telescope you're just tapping spacebar until yeah (laughs) but then if you tapped it too many times the machine like the pinball machine would stop so don't tap it too many times NASA. then you will have to send up something to kind of nudge it yeah yeah awesome 
Thank you so much for that, Carol. I, I just love this this particular telescope. I remember watching it launch on yeah. Christmas night. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it was. Yeah, I just can't. I've got no words to describe just how, like, like Lena was saying before, how amazing yeah, this project amazing. is. This project, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, yep. it's so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on now and let's talk about entertainments. Not what we came here to do. No, but it's what I'm going to do. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? So, Caroline, uh, <laughs> before I throw it over to you, I've, I followed one of your recommendations. Whoa, now, good. I'm not a, I'm not a massive reality game show. Well, unreality game show, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Unreality. Mostly um, reality. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not necessarily a big fan of that. Um, However, I did follow your recommendation (laughs) and uh, I watched Is It Cake (laughs) on Netflix. Is that cake? Yeah. Yeah. So I finished. I think you've still got a bit more to go before you. I have one more episode, I think. Yeah. So please Um, don't spoil the end of it. Yeah. And you had mentioned uh, what what got me was you mentioned that kids, you know, were were pretty like into it. So Alexander, mainly my four-year-old, you know, he's, he was the one who likes, because yeah, like you said, they make objects Yes. uh, and they, you know, they make a cake, sorry, and they put it amongst similar objects and you're trying to guess, oh, which one is is the cake? Yeah. And they're Um, so talented, these bakers. It's amazing what they were doing. So talented. Even Um, there's, there's one, he's in high school. I think he's at the upper classes in high school and he's, wow, he's so good. And in fact, he's skipped his graduation to be he on did. the show. Yeah, and they did right. a faux graduation. A graduation for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um yeah, the host is a bit of a deal, but I think that's on purpose. Oh, I think he's like, uh, from yeah. SNL, so that yeah, would explain right. so, that. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, I know they're yeah. having it up on purpose. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. It's totally yeah, fun. Yeah. But it does add to the fun of it all. And there's another one on Netflix which I'll have to check out. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but they it's a new one that came out where they team they team up. It's not a cake one. Uh, you know, a baker with an engineer. Oh yeah, and I've that, seen that. That's good. Is it good? Yeah, I'll have yes. to. Do you know? Do you remember it's what it's good. called? I forgot. Oh my goodness, I forgot. But it's good. Yeah, I okay. recommend it. Yeah, so that'll be. It's the next really one. fun. Now that I'm on the cake train. Oh, <laughs> uh, look! Once you start, you get addicted, and every time there's a new cake baking competition, <laughs> you will be yeah. watching it. Yes, and Caroline, um, can we have a, a Maltese themed one just for Easter? Oh, is how it fun would that! Is it Fagoli? You know what? I think you're going to be asking, "Is that Fagoli this year?" Because I think I'm going to try and make something different. This okay, year. okay. Is it Fagoli? Okay. <laughs> we'll find out. Is it Fagoli? No, yeah. is it a Fagoli? What do you think? Lino Betty would be up for that, wouldn't she? Is that a Fagola? I think. It would, I, oh yeah, that's guess it correct, Caroline. Like that Fagola? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she would, but uh, we, we we're going to get. I'm going to say overwhelmed with Fagoli. <laughs> and that's the way it should be. That's it should, that is the traditional yeah. way. Everyone makes one, everyone gives one away, and everyone has 10 of them sitting there for a whole year. But that's fine. If, if John that is the true. Apostle knew about Fagoli, it would have made it into the as another essential part. Okay, I'm just saying. All yes, right? it's that's that really, important. All right, it's, it's that, that important. important. <laughs> but he didn't know, and the, I understand. It's all right. The tradition yeah. was still coming. It, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Scripture scholars are spinning in their grave when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Anyway. Caroline, what have you been watching? Or what have you, uh, well, actually, you've got an no. interesting... Can I See? read your note? Yeah. Uh, no. Here, here it is. This That's is so exactly cool. what happened. This is a quote from Caroline, everyone. <laughs> My entertainment this week was shopping for a new bed suite <laughs> and an Ikea bookshelf. So, Caroline, go for, tell us why this was so entertaining. 
<laughs> Shopping's entertaining. I don't think nobody is going to, uh, you know, dispute me on that unless you dislike shopping. And it depends oh. what you're shopping for. And it depends so, what's in your bank account, which usually yeah, is just exactly. like dust in, in for me. But yeah. But my husband and I thought this is a good time now to go ahead and buy our new bed suite. We Fair do enough. need. We've had it for a very, 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 very long time yep. since the beginning of our marriage. And, wow, um, Caroline. So we've been wow. married. We've been married the same amount of years as both of you because we all That's got right. married That's in the same amazing, year. amazing, Caroline. Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> so um, I happened to see one that I really liked and it's kind of in the – it's a kind of a retro-looking one, but it kind of fits the theme of our house. So I really liked it. And it's not – it was pretty inexpensive. So and it's still good quality, but – so I thought – Yes, let's let's go do that. We had a went twice to the shop to have a look just to make sure that we like it, and um, yes, so we did finally. I per- we did purchase it, and we will be waiting for it to be delivered. Ooh. And I am upgrading my bookshelf that I have into an IKEA bookshelf with little. You know how you can get the Calax series, and you can put yes. the different. The doors and drawers, oh, and you can yes, just kind of custom make it in colours and whatever. Because yep. you know, I, you know, I have my little Etsy shop, and um, that I that I make the like the rosary beads and necklaces and stuff. So they are studying Caroline. Thank I have you. To make, thank I, you, I, Lino. I have to put some dots. Oh, thank you, Lino. The first time, well, the first time I used them was, of course, last year. No. Oh my goodness! No, we so only long. gave it to you this year. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so I'm so lost this year. Um, and then it, they look so beautiful. And the Thank second you. time I used them, uh, we used it for a, a friend of ours who passed away. Oh, and, uh, yes. and um, we, we know, yeah, and then they were beautiful, Caroline. I was looking Thank like, you. oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord. <laughs> 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 yeah. Concentrate on the, on the prayer. Yeah, but a very good, very good. Oh, thank you. That's that's such a nice compliment. But yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect much to come of the Etsy shop, but um, I'm actually making, I mean, Ooh. not heaps of money, but I'm making, right. you know, sales. So I'm pretty happy yeah. with it. People agree with you that they like the rosaries too. So they, I've uh, yeah. had a few people, you know, buy it for uh, Holy Communion, which is so special. Mm. You know, mothers buying for daughters, which has been really nice. So yeah, so I actually have to get a little bit more serious now, and um, <laughs> so I've had to reorganise what the way I work. And I've gone to everyone goes to IKEA. Let's face it. So oh, I've yeah, got to IKEA, definitely. got a new yeah. thing, and um, I ordered yeah. that, and that will be coming actually today. So I have to be putting oh, wow. it together soon. Okay. Yeah, so it will arrive today. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to yeah. Um, redoing. So that's for me. That's entertaining. I yeah. I was enjoying that. No, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I just didn't have time to sit down. Apart from is it cake? That's we were watching <laughs> that. So I didn't have anything yeah. new. Um, <laughs> although I am looking forward to um, is that movie coming out with Mark Wahlberg and it has also Mel Gibson yes. in it. Um, they've been in movies together, not religious movies, <laughs> yeah. but, but uh, this one is called Father Stew, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to going and seeing that one. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing that. It's coming out yeah. soon, isn't it? So, well, um, April yeah. 13. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it piques my curiosity, so I'd be looking forward yeah. to Well, to it, like that. we were talking about last week, the week before, uh, sorry, the episode, um, when a priest has, you know, this life, you know, mm. before he's a priest, he has this just normal life. It may not be going so well. Uh, he, he 
or you know it's it's kind of a messy life and then all of a sudden he discovers god and wants to become a priest it's this kind yeah. of story and this one looks really interesting so i'm looking forward to seeing that yeah great all right um yeah we'll have to see if we can watch it and talk about it in a future episode yes, we'll see how we yeah. go we'll have uh, to have i haven't a... seen much about the release in australia but hopefully yeah. there'll be something yeah. Well, I actually heard about it because I listened to Relevant Radio, the American Catholic Station, yep. and yep. Um, they've been advertising. I'm like, oh, okay, let yeah. me have a look. I watched the trailer. It looks really good. So Yeah. yeah. And um, and he's in Montana, so I wonder if uh, – we'll have to ask Father Corey if he knows anything uh, oh, about yes, Father Oh, yes, he was based well. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, There we go. Yeah. Yeah. That just popped we'll into my something head. In, um, yeah. in Discord, guys? Just type it. Yeah, yeah. actually, Discord. that's a great idea. We'll do that good later. Good idea. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and good pitch for Discord there. We'll talk about oh, yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, SQPN's yeah. Discord, everyone. SQPN.com slash Discord. Go for it. Yeah. yeah, join the community. Have some fun. Right. Um, and Lino. Sorry. Yeah, I just look at my notes. Lino, <laughs> how about you? I've got here season six of Superstore, AFL, Formula One, playing a lot of COD. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, that last part, yeah. I Is that a fishing game? No, sorry. <laughs> oh, COD. No, no, that kind catching of COD. Lot yeah. of COD? Yeah. COD catch, catch, catching a lot of COD. Catching a lot of COD. What's it? Yeah, so... <laughs> So season six of Superstore just came out, what, last week? And I thought, okay, so they're making, they've made a new season. I thought they finished it. Right. But I looked at the last part and it says, oh, part part one, the last episode of the last season. I go, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're going to continue for another season. So yeah. we watched, what, three episodes last night and it's basically, it's starting off because of the coronavirus. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the coronavirus. That old thing. Yeah, yeah it's coming back. So Corona what? Then, yeah. Do you want to watch a show about someone in coronavirus going through the pandemic? I don't okay, know. I know, I know. It's just about a superstore trying to co- co- uh, cope with it, but it's a f- in, not trying to make a funny thing about a corona, but, but them trying to involve, <laughs> Yeah, trying to, you know, keep distances, having their mask on. Everyone knows about all that, but making yeah. sort of a yeah. side little jokes. Yeah. And there was a classic one where um, they were trying to, uh, what was it, take items or keep items, but they couldn't take them home. So they hid them in the roof. And so <laughs> packs okay. of people were here. You know how it is. People hear about it and they go, oh, can you keep this? Can you keep that? And, and by the end of it, yeah, the roof just collapses. And all this stuff goes falling and everything. Yeah. So that's quite a little of the um, episodes. That's funny. But, uh, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think that's, <laughs> yes, that is the last season. Right. <laughs> I, have to, I have to maybe Google that and check, make sure they're not making another There's season. any more coming, yeah. Yeah, because um, it's amazing. When you... There is a little thing that I find out is when one of the actors becomes an executive producer, mm-hmm. then you know the. Sh- I'm not saying the show's doing not doing well. <laughs> it just they need a bit of a help. It's yeah. the same with Blacklist. James uh-huh. Spader is a executive producer. Yes. Donald Sutherland was a not Donald is it Donald? I can't remember that Donald Sutherland. He was a producer of Twenty Four. Remember that series Twenty Four? Mm-hmm. Oh, which uh, that, was that, it? I can't. Michael? Oh, I, can't, I feel I can't like Donald remember. is the older Sutherland. Oh, Sutherland. Oh, I can't anyway, remember. we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that guy. <laughs> you, you, you know when shows need some bit of extra help when the, a main actor is or is an executive producer on that. So the the woman, the girl who plays Amy in Superstore, she's an mm-hmm. executive producer of the last season. So oh, okay, maybe, right. maybe a bit of help. Maybe a bit of a different direction, but they all do that. Um, of course... Um, the footy's back. I know some of us here in the listeners don't know much. I don't like AFL, but hey, no. it's back. Yeah. Getting into it now. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that's yeah. our sport. I think yeah. the women's is finishing, isn't it? 
Yeah, oh my, AFL I think the w. grand yeah, there's grand finals on mm-hmm. today yep. or tomorrow. So mm-hmm. Melbourne Demons versus oh my goodness, yep. I'm going to be in trouble here for the AFL women. <laughs> I think it's. Brisbane, I believe. I think right, they played okay. them. Yeah, I um, forgot which station. And they had their um, medals ceremony the other night. Exactly. Too. What are they the, called? The Brownlow. Their version the Brownlow. of um, the Brownlow. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's good to see the women coming to the AFL. Yeah. Um, and I think they should be being paid full time, just like the men. Just throwing oh, well, it out I, there. Look. Yes, I know. I know. I, I this we're a positive podcast. I understand that. No, and that is positive. They're doing so is, well. Yeah. But, yep. You know. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I, I just could understand why they didn't do it in the first place. But anyway, that's, that's my little That's vibe. how it is, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, on the AFLW, mm-hmm. I've just put two and two together. There's a, uh, I won't mention the name, but uh, mm-hmm. there's a teacher at my school, mm-hmm. a youngish teacher, who is an AFLW player. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she's playing in the grand final. <gasps> how exciting. Oh, wow. And she's, it looks great. like she's going by the colours here. She's playing for the Demons. Black yes. and red, yeah? Yeah. Yes, that's Melbourne. Yeah, she's Durbin's, playing for the yeah. demons. There you go. Oh, good cool. on you! Uh, amazing, uh, amazing. There you go. Wow, yeah. you heard it. it first. Heard yeah. it first, yeah. <laughs> well, she's actually one of my RE teachers. There you go. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we congratulate yeah, her. Teachers, VCAL RE. There you go. Yeah. Cool. 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 Victory. Let's go for it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And also, just Formula One. Um, just I've been watching the little highlights, guys. I don't. I'm going to sit there watching, you know, what was it called? P, practice one, practice two, whatever they do, and then this qualifying. I just, just wanted to look on highlights on my phone. <laughs> Who's in, in the standings, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, for, mm, Grand Prix is on tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, it's my little, my another little gripe. It's for us, it's Palm Sunday. Is it on tomorrow? It yes, it is. Oh. Yeah. Ah. The Grand Prix is on tomorrow. Oh, because so. it's usually in March, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. because of... That that thing has been yeah. happening for Pandemic a while, guys. Delays. Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. think because back in the days, we Melbourne were we were the first ones for the season to mm-hmm. start the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, but because of little things, we're third, I think. Third. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Third. So it's, it's been bumped up. Blah blah blah. So mm. look, yeah. So I'll be, I'll be like, I'll definitely, definitely come to Mass. That's my first priority, guys. Yeah, you can <laughs> watch it later. So, yeah. and, and watch it later, and we'll just you know watch it. It goes for a while. Oh, yeah, it always be yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm. Um, so racing always reminds me, like car racing, but cycling <laughs> always reminds me of that Looney Tunes episode. Yes, where they yes. go around the velodrome, yeah. around, 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 <laughs> yeah. and they stop for a second, and they all go monotonous, yeah. isn't it? Around, 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 I knew exactly what you were going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's always so it. Always comes into my head every time. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. Um, for me, uh, so I've uh, it's actually been very Star Trekky to be honest. So okay. apart from is it cake, um, I've been watching Star Trek Picard and really enjoying it. Season two, been really enjoying it a lot. Um, minor spoiler, guys. So I'm sorry about this. I'm going to spoil a scene, but yeah, it's been out. Yeah, secrets of uh, Star Trek, Lindsay. Ooh, yeah, no, well, no, they no, talked no. about it there too. Okay, it's not, oh, it's not right, a secret okay. anymore. Yeah. Oh, good, uh, oh, good, oh, good. There's an episode a couple of weeks ago where um, where so that basically Picard and his uh, and his sort of new crew they've gone into the past into the into 2024, I think it is. So they're sort of a couple of years we're, ahead of us. Yeah, just a couple of years yeah. ahead of us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and there's a throwback to Star Trek Four, which is the one where Kirk and Spock and his crew go back to pick up a pair of humpback whales and save the future. Oh, so, yeah. So we used to watch that all the time yeah, in, yeah. in high school. So 
I don't know if you remember the scene where um, Kirk and Spock are on the bus, and there's the punk with the you know with it with his um with his big radio, mm. and he's playing mm. that. Oh, I hate you. That song. You know, yeah. Yes. And yes, then he does yes. the Vulcan nerve pinch. Yes. So yeah. They brought back the same actor. Oh, really? As the same character as a punk, you know, decades later, and he's sitting on the he's sitting on the bus listening to the sequel. I still hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and and uh, and seven of nine and Raffi are on the bus and seven. <laughs> Seven and nine turns to him and goes, "Hey, can you turn that thing down?" And he kind of touches his neck, like, "Oh, oh, you know, like he's you know, like he's had the nerve before." He goes, "All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just I love this song, you know." Yeah. So, anyway, I thought that was a nice touch, and and the season itself is going is really interesting. I, I like where it's going. I'm very excited for season three because they just put out a trailer for it already because they can't keep it a secret. All of the next generation cast are coming yes. back as main uh, characters. Now that will be nice. I can't wait. Ooh, They've said it's going to be a send off for the next generation crew. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, looking forward to Star Trek: New Worlds with uh, the Captain Pike series. Yeah, the trailers that I've seen and the advertising for that has got me very excited for that mm. series. So they, they're going with the episodic format. So instead mm. of a you know big long story arc over a season. They're, they're doing more like the original series where you've got, you know, story of the week, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I like that. I'm good. That's yeah, really great. Good. Yeah. Good. So I hope, hopefully that's really good. I loved um, I loved the the cast when they were in Discovery as Captain Pike yes. and Spock. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. and number one. Captain yeah. Pike. It's, he's yeah. an unbelievable Yeah, that was a good friend. angle. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so I hope this is good. Um, that, yeah. So I'm looking forward to, to, to that. And uh, the last one is, this is really nerdy. So- <laughs> Star Trek The Motion Picture. You know the the movie that it's like watching in slow motion? Yeah, yeah. that one. Uh they re-released it again. Uh they, they took the they took the director's <laughs> edition and they updated the special effects a little bit. They cleaned it up, made it good for 4K and and, and added a few little details here and there. And oh my gosh, it looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah. They've done and, that for uh, the original Batman movie. Uh, no, I don't think they have. Which one? Oh, Wait, which one? Are you no, talking no, about the bat shark repellent or are you yes, talking yeah, about that one. Oh, yeah, that one. Yes, yeah, that <laughs> right. one. I don't think they have the yet. That, that may happen. Yeah. yeah. They need a 4K version of that, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 4K. Um, oh, I need my kids to 4K. watch it. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I like the motion picture as a movie itself, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. it is long and it's slow and yeah. you know, it takes a while to get anywhere. And a lot of it, you know, people have criticized it because it's it's the crew staring at the view screen and reacting to what they see. <laughs> um, but I actually like, I for me, right, the story isn't necessarily about this cloud, you know, this ship that's, you know, that's coming back and looking for the creator of the planet Earth and wants to merge with it and all that kind of stuff, as weird as all that sounds. I actually like that Kirk, Spock and McCoy are out of their element without each other. Mm. And that's one of the subplots that's going on for me, at least in the story, is that Kirk becomes more Kirk again because Spock and McCoy are there and McCoy becomes more McCoy, you know, like he's, he's gone off and become like a hippie, you know, whatever else, you know, um, and Spock, you know, and Spock is trying to purge all emotions and things from the past and he realizes that, that that's not, that's not what's going to complete him as a person. What's going to complete him again is his, is his relationship with, you know, with, um, Spock, with Kirk and McCoy. And I actually love that subplot of the entire film, and I think that's that's what keeps me watching it whenever I watch it. Is I love seeing that that happen. You know, like there's things like you know Kirk and McCoy and Spock they're chatting for the first time after Spock has come back, and Kirk is continuing like Spock, will you please sit down? You know, like, yeah. like, but like all of that is great yeah. subtext for like yeah. trying to that, that relationship that they need, and I, I actually really like, like that friendship thing that they do there. Um, 
the cloud coming back to earth. I don't know, whatever. Sure, fair enough. Yeah, I'm sure there's some subtext and we can analyze that, whatever. But I love the rest of it anyway. That's I've went on a bit longer about the motion picture than I thought I would. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To be expected. Yeah, yeah. to be expected. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. All right, so let's, uh, let's wrap it up there. Uh, before we finish up, we'd love to thank you all for joining us for episode 76, our Easter episode. Happy Easter, everyone, of the Catholics of Oz. And before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank some patrons who have made it possible for this show to continue. Today, I would love to thank Raymond K, Christian A, Jeremy N, Ben B, and Brad W. Through their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give, they make it possible for the Catholics of Oz and all of the shows on StarQuest to continue. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Also, we'd love to know your thoughts on the show today, and you can do that by going to sqpn.com slash oz, spelled O-Z, where you can also find our show notes and links from today's episode. Or maybe you want to tell us directly, just go to Discord. So sqpn.com slash Discord. Discord is like a bit of an online community where you can uh, talk about the different shows, talk to the different show hosts and share your thoughts and ideas and, and talk to others who are, um, who are SQPN listeners as well. You don't need to be a patron to be part of it. It's free. So just download Discord on your phone or your, or your PC or your Mac or your Linux device, whatever you have, whatever it is that you use, or your calculator if it's powerful enough. Um, <laughs> Whoa, and, uh, that's one powerful calculator, us. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, we used to upload software like Mario and things to our graphics calculators mm-hmm. in year 12, Whoa. so I'm sure. Anyway, who knows? Um, I digress. But anyway, you can join us on Discord and share your thoughts there. And thank you for people who have said hello and introduced themselves and said that they're Catholics of Oz listeners or Let Science listeners. We love the contributions that you're making, so please yeah it's fun please come and make more we, we love all that um so please do that uh while you're at sqpn's website the insiders club newsletter to get information in your email about what's coming up on future shows sqpn.com slash about slash newsletter and don't forget all the socials facebook.com slash starquest media and at sqpn on twitter and we have our own facebook page facebook.com slash catholics of oz where you can also interact with us there we can also be reached by email at catholics of oz at sqpn.com Caroline, thank you so much for joining us for episode 76 of the, of the show today. Thank you. It was a good time and happy Easter to everyone. Yes. And thanks so much for clarifying redshifts. That's the highlight <laughs> for me. Anytime. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anytime. <laughs> and Lido, thank you so much also for being part of our show today. Thanks for having me, guys. And happy Easter, everyone. Take care. God bless. And enjoy, enjoy the uh, resurrection of Christ. Absolutely. And, uh, so, yeah. Absolutely. And yep. I just, just one thing I could hear. Yep, that's coming soon. <laughs> that- we haven't heard that for two years. Yeah. I'm guessing that's your F1 car impersonation. <laughs> yep, yep. Now I've got a very sore throat and no. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, that would be not easy to make. That yep. sound. It's yes. very high pitch, very high pitch cars, yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, once again, I'm Lindsay Sant, and thank you so much for listening to episode 76 of The Catholics of Oz. Remember, he is risen, and we'll see you in our next episode. Yeah.